Hey guys, JK here. Before I start the podcast, I want to take a quick second to let you know about some things that we are so excited about. Listen, we absolutely love the conversations that we start on this podcast, and we want to continue to provide you with practical application pieces for you to take action and lead in your life. So of course, we've launched the new content called JK Download on the website. You can go down there to get exclusive training and downloadable templates. We keep adding templates to that. We've got some really exciting ones that are coming out here at the very beginning of the year. Just go to joshkalinowski.com. You can even subscribe and get it in your email box. Hey guys, you're listening to the JK Experience where we train leaders to live a life of exceptional impact, influence, and faith. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the JK Experience. And uh, you know, listen, we're not we kicked James out of the podcast room today because uh, I've got a great uh, guest here that's in today. So Michael Martinez, my man, thank you so much for being here. Glad to be here. It's going to be awesome show, you guys. Uh, so Michael and I go way back to B and I days. We were in that group for um, for a while there, and and then of course like any, anything kind of just uh, you kind of evolve out of it. And um, it was great. It was served a purpose. It was really great to get to know people, but. Um, um, I know as as your business grew and as uh, as our business were growing, it just you only have so many hours in the day. Yes, that is a fact. It, time is the most precious resource we have. Yeah. So Mike uh, is the owner of a number of uh, quality autos throughout our state, you know, this great state of Wyoming, and then also up in Rapid City as well, too. Uh, we were just kind of talking about a little bit of that the, the before and how you're continually growing. And, you know, one of the things I love about what you're doing, Mike, is that you also look at the ancillary services. It's not just about having um, uh, one department that's just selling vehicles. You actually look at, well, how do we help our people uh, that are buying our customers, not just in the purchase of, purchasing and the selling of vehicles, but the other needs that they have that are centered around vehicles? Yeah, being able to assist your customers is everything. Daddy said a long time ago that money follows service, uh-huh. and that's all I want to do. I just want to take care of my customers. I've made a lot of friends and met a lot of fantastic people in the community, and uh, those are the people that you see when you're buying groceries. And when you do that, you want to make sure that you have good interactions with them, and that takes uh, some dedication. You know a lot about that. You've done well as well. Well, we're trying, man. You know, some days I, I tell people, you know, being an entrepreneur, uh, it's it's like two kinds of cereal. One is uh, some days you're eating Captain Crunch, which is really great. Uh, but some days it's toasted oats and that's yeah. kind of, it's hard to choke those down. So we all know that all too well that, and you know, we, we kind of talked about this a little before the podcast is, you know, especially here in Casper, uh, we're, our, our businesses are so volatile just because of the market that we play in here. And sometimes it doesn't matter if you're doing everything right, that certain things still happen that you just can't protect from. Uh, yeah, you you have to know your business. You have to know your consumers. Do everything that you can, and uh, in the long run, you have to adapt to the market. I mean, being an entrepreneur has a lot to do with change. Yeah, and, and nothing is ever static. You know, as an entrepreneur, you have to roll with the market, and it it can be very difficult. It can be challenging. It's unbelievably rewarding. Yeah, but it's very very challenging. Yeah, well, one of the things that we'd love to talk about on this show is the journey from the beginning or the journey that we that we're all experiencing you know as leaders as CEOs as people that are uh, um, uh, influencing and impacting people's lives you know we, we really like to kind of expose the the challenges that we're faced with um, some of the failures some of the wins and so forth so I'd like to just talk to you a little bit more about you know you obviously you had to start somewhere 
you had to start someplace. You weren't always the CEO. You you grew into that position, or you or you uh, created Quality Auto. What were, where were you at when um, everything started for you? Um, I was at uh, I was at McKee Ford in Rapid City working for Ross McKee, and. Uh, it was at that point in time when I realized that I wanted to do more than be an employee. And I, what it was really about was gaining control of my life, Josh. Mm-hmm. I wanted to pursue what I consider to be my ultimate happiness. And yeah. we had talked about that previously. And what does that look like? You know, for each individual, that is different. And for me, I wanted more control over my own life. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to pursue the things that I wanted to pursue, to go on the vacations that I wanted, how I wanted. I wanted to have more family time. It wasn't, it wasn't just money driven. It was, it was more about quality of life, which again is something that we talked about. And that yeah. quality of life is, is, to me, it's everything. And for each person, it's, it's unique. It's different. Right. So did the first Quality Auto start in Rapid City then? is that No. Or, or? The first Quality Auto is owned by my partner, uh, uh, Coy Moorhead and Max LaCroix, and wonderful human beings. And Coy had that place up in Gillette. And uh, I was working in Spearfish at that point in time, and we had had a conversation, ended up getting together. And he said, you know, come on over, see what we can do. And I came over and worked hard, and we did well. And then we started up the Casper store. I moved my family down here to Casper and yeah. uh, took over the Casper store. And since then, my partners have branched out. They got another location up in Rapid City. We've got into it as we talked about some of the other companies. And things are just going really good. It's been yeah. a lot of work, a lot of challenges, but it's it's really, really good. And from there, it's just being able to grow out, create a process, and can you replicate the process. Yeah. How can you duplicate that process to create consistent results? So how do you guys, as you are growing and expanding, you know, it's one thing to duplicate the process, but it's another thing to duplicate leaders to help people rise up and lead in those, in those different areas. Um, I know that you're a big proponent in leadership. Obviously there's a lot of things personally that you've been going, you've done for yourself over the last year and a half. We're going to talk a little bit about that, but you know, how, do, how does the role that you lead right now, how does that help duplicate leaders? What is it that you're intentional about that you're growing other people? I think the first thing that you do is you look for people that have personal accountability, somebody that can step up to the plate and say that I'm willing to try, I'm willing to fail. And if I do that, I'm going to learn from my mistakes. You can't stop yourself from failing. You look for people that have a natural ability to lead people that can reflect and say hey this is uh, something that i can do and we're going to try and they typically have a little bit more uh grit i think is a word that i'm looking for Mm -hmm. i mean you you have a lot of employees you've seen a lot of people come up through your ranks is that something that you've seen as well is that you you take certain people and say this person's i I call it the shine that person's got the shine to them they're 15 minutes earlier than everybody else they're willing to stick around late they work hard they play hard Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they go the extra mile to make sure that it's done. I mean, is that some things that you've noticed as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think one of the things we talk a lot about is integrity moments. And so you can start to feel how people are raising themselves by the, the, the way that they live their life. And so if you've got people that are, you know, like, for instance, yourself, and we talked about this, is that that physical fitness, right? How important it is for us to be taking care of ourselves so that we can be the best for other people's, uh, for other people. Um, you know, I look at integrity moments um, as we are like our lead, our inner leadership group, we're constantly adding people to that. And the reason we, the reason we do that is because we've noticed certain aspects and certain qualities in people. And we say that is a leader that doesn't know it yet. And they need to be discovered. 
And so we are able to help them get to that next level, but they've shown leadership, but they might not recognize it as leadership in their lives at that time. And then to take those people and to give them an opportunity and through coaching, teaching, yeah. more responsibility, seeing if you can help those people reach the next level. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's something that we live every single day. And again, business is constantly changing. So right. if you can take those people, and I think it's rewarding to see people improve their lives. That's something that's fundamentally important to me is, is when I can see somebody that has come to me and, and works with me or works for me and, and those individuals end up making the quality of their life better. And again, I, yeah. I keep using that term, but it's something that's so very important. I mean, quality of life, what is that worth? Yeah. What is quality of life worth? You know, all the money in the world doesn't mean anything if you're not healthy. Right. You know, and, and being healthy may not mean anything if you're you're halfway starving to death because you can't afford to pay your bills. You know, what's the balance? How can you balance that all? Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, we talk a lot about five foundational pieces in our lives here at the office. One of the things that we talk about in Kingsman is really those five foundations. And there's an there's a an exact order for that because exactly what you're talking about. Like we have how many men and women have we seen, great leaders that we've seen have had their prior priorities all jacked up. And at the end of their life, they have all of these regrets because they put certain things as a priority that really had no weight or relevance. How much, how important is the values that you live your life by? That's what you're saying, right? Yeah. Like the values that you live your life by, what good is it to win if you cheat? Right. What, what good is it to, to be in a place of success financially if you're bankrupt as a human being, morally mm-hmm. speaking? Mm-hmm. And I think that they don't need to be exclusive to each other, but to be well-rounded and to be well-put together for maximum happiness, just try to be a good human being. Nobody's perfect, you know? Let right. he who has not sinned, right? Nobody walks yeah. on water around us, but do you make a conscious daily effort to be the best person that you can be? to help other people around you, to try to help yourself, to just try to be good, honest, and kind? Do you believe in self-improvement? Do you believe in family? Do you believe in hard work? Do you believe in community? I think mm-hmm. these are things that as as people go throughout their daily lives, I don't think enough people ask themselves those questions. Yeah. And I think if more people did, it, it's what brings the community closer together. It's that invisible fabric that makes families strong, that makes businesses strong, that makes cities strong. Uh, to me, it's important. It's, it's, it's something that's very close to my heart. So do you, do you get personal? Do you get pretty um, uh, three-dimensional with your people, with your employees, with your leaders? Very much so. We have a lot of conversations, professional, personal, anything that we can do to connect. I want to establish a very sincere and, and genuine relationship with the people that I work with and, and even my customers. I mean, you yeah. walk into my lobby and I've got couches set up out there and a big TV and people are sitting down waiting to come in and contract car deals. And uh, I, I like to sit down and get to know the people that we're working with. You yeah. know, find something that you can share in common with that person and then just talk to them about their lives. And I've met some of the most fascinating people. I mean, mm-hmm. you just meet some of the coolest people out there. So have you always been that way? I love people. Yeah. I, I really do. You know, I, I just, I like people. Everybody's got a story. And I think if you can find out what that story is and make that point of connection, sure. I, I think it's it's it's, uh, it's genuine. It's kind of magical, you know? What is what is life other than the people who fill it? Right. You know, so I, I've met so many great people, even just running into you the other day. I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? That's right. What you well, that's what spurred this, to be honest with you. Yeah. And then yeah. your, your, your generosity oh, at that meeting. That. And, no, we don't. Yeah. No, no. But I'm just saying, like, that's what really spurred it. And, and I was so, I mean, I felt it was such a great God moment uh, in my life to, to, uh, 
to be there that evening and then to run into you because it led to this conversation that we're going to have today. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to run into people. If you have good quality people in your life, I, I think it enhances the quality of your life. And for me, everything goes back to that. Do I have a strong marriage? Do I have a good relationship with my children? Do I know who they are? You know, do I, do I look after my family, my staff? You mm-hmm. know, how, how can I be a good friend? How can I be a good person? And mm-hmm. then just try to do that, knowing, again, nobody's perfect. I, I, I don't want to make the claim that I'm a perfect person because I'm not. But I really, I do want to be good in my heart. And, yeah. and that's like we were just talking about church. And, yeah. and I was like, you know what, man? I've been really thinking about getting back into church. That's something that I've kind of felt like a calling for. I've actually had some conversations with some very close friends about that that are very involved in the church. And I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. that's something that I think that I need to look after just because it's 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 rewarding in a great many ways. Yeah. Well, there's a piece of you, I believe, that when, you, when you're not uh, pursuing that, you know, the faith part of your life uh, is a really big hole that if, you ha- if you're not filling it, it just it ends up leaving it with you a lot of questions. What, what, those, uh, how did I explain it to Caitlin? There's the physical aspect of your life. There's the spiritual aspect of your life. There's mm-hmm. the intellectual aspect of your life and the financial aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. And the closer you are to center on those things, it seems like the happier that you can be as a human being. But if mm-hmm. you get too far out around and just focus on the financial, you fall out around. Sure. If, you, if you dive too far into the spiritual and let your physical health fall off, you know, which yeah. is, again, something I intimately know about you know your health yeah. is important so I was having that conversation with Caitlin not too long ago so let's go let, let's you open that door right there now you've been on a great journey here the last year and a half right was it a year and a half ago that, yeah. that yeah. Uh, you had a um, a life-changing experience basically that really uh, yeah. puts you on an amazing uh, yeah I sure did I sure did Dr. Helling up at the, the Wyoming Medical Center I had a full gastric bypass and uh Lost about 170 pounds since then. I just went in and uh, got all my uh, blood work taken and very healthy. Everything's good. I, I'm, I'm very, very healthy. Combine that with uh, my buddy Scotty up at Wyoming Automotive Group, and we work out mm-hmm. pretty hard in the morning. And it's been good, man. I feel good. And I can tell you, you like to stay physical as well, but, you know, yeah. is that important to you as well? Oh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, that has been my saving grace, you know, with the, all the responsibility that we have as leaders in our organizations. Uh, you know, you need to have that avenue to get it off your shoulders. You need to have that avenue, to, I believe, to really do hard things to make other things seem really easy. And physical, um, physical wear and tear, physical um, uh, things in my life have been that uh, w- saving grace for me to stay focused on the things that are really important. So I love it. I mean, we have a gym in our in our facility here. That's how much we love it. So uh, I can't. I'm never going to tell you that physical fitness is uh, bad for you. So talk to me, like. I think the thing that I'm so impressed with is I've, I've known really great friends in the past that have had uh, the same surgery that you had. Mm-hmm. And, and two years later, they're back to the same person, if not more with weight. Uh, the yeah. fact that you've been able to use that as a catalyst to really set you on a course for success. Um, what was it? I mean, was it a commitment that you made for, uh, at the beginning? Was it something that you realized after the surgery? Like, what was it that helped you maintain and be at the weights you are now and the physical fitness that you have right now? I just want to live my life to the fullest. Uh And when my day comes and I meet my maker and we have that conversation and I'm judged for all the good and the bad that I've done in my life, I don't want to look back and say that I didn't have the conviction to try. Mm -hmm. My alarm goes off at 4.30 in the morning to go to the gym. 
some days I'm really tired, yeah. but I'm like, no, let's get moving. We got work to do. And it sets the stage for the whole day. And when you piece all of that together, the extra mental clarity, the extra physical fitness, the ability to be able to do more, to handle more, to be healthier, yeah. it is, it's, it's just one of those quadrants that I was talking about that makes life better for me. It's, it's, just, it's just a commitment. I, I don't want to live a life unrealized. And, and it, that quality of life is different for every person. But for me, man, I'm swinging for the fences. Yeah. I want to go. I want to go hard. And, and when my day comes and I'm at the twilight of my life, I don't want to look back and say, oh, I was, I was too lazy to get out of bed and go pick up some dumbbells. I, I don't want to be that person that says that, geez, I was, I was uh, too irresponsible with my finances or geez, I kept catting around on my wife and my marriage fell apart. Or yeah. man, I never talked to my kids and don't know who they are. And now I don't know my grandkids. I, I just don't want that. So I, I, I want to try and pick those things and then go after them every single day. And it's just, it's consistency. Isn't that everything? Yeah. I mean, if you're really good with your money one day and then the next day you blow it all, or if you're, you're a really hard worker one day and the next day you're lazy, or if you're really faithful to your wife one week and then you're not the next week, you know, mm -hmm. I, I keep bringing those up because they just seem to be like such prime directives in my life, like the core principles of life. Yeah. Well, just apply yourself and try. And you know what? It's okay to fail. But if you fail, get back up and try again. I mean, who works out seven days a week, 365? Nobody. No. But it's consistency. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, is a fundamental piece of it and something that I have inside. So what what was it? I just want to live my fullest life, Josh. You yeah. know, I mean, is that what you want? Like, what do you, why do you do all the things that you do? Because, I mean, you're, you, you, you do a lot. Yeah. Why do you do that? Well, I think that I want to live the, I want to live the best life I can, but I, I want to live my purpose. I think that's what that, that calls comes down to me. Like I, I've, I've found my purpose in life and it's taken me many, many years to find that purpose. And because I now have a very clear vision of what my purpose is, I'm going to live it to the fullest. You know, one of the things we talk about in Kingsman is empty the tank every day in every way. And I think that's, that's kind of what you're saying right there is the fact that I'm going to live, I'm going to, I heard this phrase, it was Mark Batterson. I don't know if you know Mark Batterson. He's one of my favorite authors. Um, he's got a book called Play the Man that I've given probably thousands of copies away because it has been one of those pivotal books in my life. But he goes, I want to die young at an old age. And I just thought, man, what like an that. amazing way of thinking about life, right? And part of the, I love this conversation with you is the enthusiasm that you bring to life and the responsibilities of life. Because, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about is that, you know, I think a lot of drivers are looking for responsibility. We're looking for greater responsibility. We don't mind the burden of the pressure it takes to be an entrepreneur, right? Uh, now, there are days that are hard and we struggle, but for the most part, that's what gets us out of bed. It's the excitement. It's the unknown, right? And it's the drive to go out there and become the best that you possibly can. And now that I know my purpose, that's what gets me out of bed, dude. And what is that purpose? Um, my, my purpose is to live a life of exceptional impact, influence, and faith. That's, uh, that's good. That is, that is a, good, that is a good, good mission to have. I like that. Yeah. I want to change the world somehow. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard Steve Jobs give a speech one time. He said, yeah, he wants to put a dent in the universe. Mm. And, and that's something that stuck with me. You know, <laughs> you, you talk about books, like how important is self-education? Right. How important is reading good literature? One of my favorite books is uh, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. And I can't even tell you how many copies of that book that I've given away. I keep mm -hmm. a stack of them at my house. And anytime I'm talking to a, a young person, a friend's kid, my own children, anybody, and I'm like, you should read this. 
And, and that, that white hot ember, one of the points in that book, that white hot ember that you keep inside of you, that it just doesn't matter how much water you pour on, it doesn't matter how tough the day was, it doesn't matter how bad the economy is, it doesn't matter. You cannot quench that, you just can't douse that fire. You mm-hmm. can't quench that thirst. It's, not a, it's just about the challenge. What can you do and how can you help and how can you make your life better and make other people's lives better? I, mm-hmm. I can't think of anything more rewarding than that. Watching my children grow up and seeing yeah. them turn into the people that they are. Yeah. You want to talk about a gift? Like that is an amazing gift. My wife is going back to college for her doctorate. I mean, this is a woman that we have seven kids. Yeah. And, and she, she, she is a 4.0 master's student. She's going back for her doctorate? Like, uh, she's like my hero. That girl's a champion. I mean, she's a champion. God, she's amazing. I love you, honey. So let's talk about what else, um, as a leader, you know, one of the things that are so important for us is that we need to constantly be filling our cup. We need to be constantly putting great things into our minds and into our hearts. You know, what are, what are some of your favorites? You talked about Napoleon Hill, which is an awesome, uh, author and a great book that you were mentioning there, but you know, for you, what do you do on a daily basis that gets you, um, overflowing in your cup so that you can be overflowing for other people? Uh, I, I read. I'm an avid reader. I, I love to read. I have a library of books in my home that I've collected. And, uh, you know, there's some really simple, easy reads for somebody, anybody that's listened to this that wants something good. Uh, the Richest Man in Babylon. Have you mm-hmm. read that one? Mm-hmm. I mean, George Clausen. I mean, it's just such a small yeah. yep. book, but it's so profound. Like, the principles are fundamental. Uh, take uh, the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill, right? Yeah. Well, that's a no-brainer. Like, hello, you right. know? Honor your father and mother. Keep the Sabbath. I mean, these are some basic things, right? Well, that book gives you some very solid basics. I won't give away. Read the book. And then there's another one, The Greatest Salesman in the World. Mm-hmm. If you haven't read that one, I mean, it, it's outlining the basic fundamental principles that successful people do. You know, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, that's another really, really good book. Uh, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People, that's another really, really good book. I mean, some of these things, and you get little bits, and it's different for everybody. You, you go back through and you, you read Exodus, and, and as you're reading Exodus, for instance, because you're, you're, you're religious, and, and you look what was happening to the Hebrews at that point in time. And, the, and I remember the part distinctly that sticks in my head. Uh, through the ten plagues, the Pharaoh's heart would not be softened. Right. And it, it just would not be softened. Well, as you go through and you read that, that can mean different things to different people. And you read all of those parables inside of the Bible. What you get from it is it's, it's independent. It's different for each person. And when you read some of these pieces of work, like the one that you just talked about, I'm going to get that from you because I'm going to read it and add mm-hmm. it to my library. Mm-hmm. But you get different things from it. And everybody is ready at different times in their life. And uh, Think and Grow Rich talked about that. When you're ready for the answer or the message in this book, it will present itself to mm-hmm. you. And it's different for everybody. Everybody has different levels of ambition, drive, talent, ability, want, desire. Mm-hmm. And when they find that thing that sets them on fire, because you use that term earlier, well, who can stop that person? Right. Who can, uh, you can't stop me. Yeah. Only me can stop me. I will go hard and try to fulfill my purpose and in the process, hopefully find something excellent. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, it's a passion. Wow. Yeah. Who, who do you surround yourself with? Like um, I talk, I refer to it as um, your board table. You know, you better be very selective of the people that you put at your table, the ones that you're listening to, the ones that are pouring into you. Um, who do you surround yourself with that you've found have, has helped you um, get to the point in your life where you're at right now? Um, my business partners and my family and, yeah. and a couple of select people inside of the community. There's uh, some uh, 
fellow business owners that I met in BNI that have become really, really good friends, and I, I, I try to conversate with them on the regular. And uh, I have a small table. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's plenty of seats at my table. Yeah, right. But it's 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 uh, there's there's not a lot of people that sit there just because uh, it's it's different. Sure. You know, but there's there's a handful of people, my partners, my family, and a couple of very close friends, and they're good people, very influential people in my life. I can come to them with with things that I have going on in my life and seek counsel and respect their opinion. Mm -hmm. And and that's something to me that's a really big deal because you can't get that from everybody. Just because you have an opinion doesn't mean that it's worth anything. That's exactly right, brother. I'm glad you said that. Um, So let's kind of shift gears here. And, you know, obviously, I don't think it's news to anybody that 2020 has just been one of those years where you're just like, what the... Make it stop. Right, exactly. I, You know, I'm a firm believer, though, as, as I reflect on this year, yes, there has been some big-time challenges, and you've really seen some, uh, some hardships happen. But I've also been able to see some amazing things that have happened this year within our companies, within our company walls, within our communities, within people and them raising up as, as a leader in their space. So I also, I have a really great outlook on what happened this year. There were so many things that I believe happened that never would have happened in a positive way if it weren't for the tragedies and the, tra- the, the challenges that we faced. What have you taken away from this year? Reflection. Uh, you have a business, you have a company, you have a family, whatever it is, reflection. And the adversity that's come through this year has been very challenging. And my heart goes out to all of the people that have been adversely affected by yeah. COVID. I mean, those people individually, uh, the companies that they have, I mean, restaurants have been hit unbelievably hard. Yeah. I mean, uh, hotels and motels, I, I could you even imagine what yeah. those people are going through right yeah. now? All the, the travel restrictions and everything. What we've done is, is, as a partnership group, we've talked about, okay, let's review our business. What are we doing? What do we have to do? What can we do better? Mm-hmm. And uh, Confucius said that there's three ways that we learn. Imitation, reflection, and uh, experience. Experience is the bitterest of teachers. Reflection mm. is the noblest way that we learn. Well, in doing that, we've been able to make our companies very strong and very lean. Hey, we don't need this. We do need this. And being intelligent about how we run our companies, how do we carry the nicest stuff? You know, I try to put very, very nice inventory out yeah. a lot. And it costs right. more money, but I think it's better for business. And little things like that. And having that partnership group, them seats at the table. Yeah. Because not every idea is mine. My partners are very intelligent people. And being able to listen to them and say, oh, man, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And not having any pride. Yeah. You know, listen. Oh, that's a good idea and try it. Sometimes I don't always agree, but I'm like, let's give it a shot. Partnerships are like marriages. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What about 2021? What are you looking forward to? What have you made adjustments for so that you can have a great year? I'm trying to take it 30 days at a time. Yeah. I just want to look at it 30 days at a time right now because there's so much uncertainty in what's going on. We live in Casper, Wyoming. You yeah. know, uh, fossil fuels here in Wyoming are a big part of our industry. Well, well what's going to happen under the new administration? Is mm-hmm. there going to be a new administration? Like, what's going on with this? It's so, I don't even want to get into it because it just makes my head hurt. Yeah. But what's going to happen? I don't know. I'm going to just try and run the best business that I can, carry the nicest stuff that I can, try and take care of my people and my customers and keep pushing forward. I, I, I can't say for certain that I have a plan. Just do what we know how to do and do it well. Yeah. I think Lombardi had said that. Uh, something about just running the the right plays, classic plays, and doing them very good. I'm not big yeah. into sports, but I was reading that in one of the books that I had read. Yeah, yeah. 
Love it, buddy. Well, you showed up for the uh, the the meeting today very well in advance. So you were on Lombardi time. So yeah. it doesn't surprise me right there. Well, man, I really appreciate you. I know you are uh, busy. I know you've got a great organization that you're running, and uh, we've always appreciated working with you and for you to take the time to come out and and talk with us today and all those that are listening to this, man. It was really a gift, and really appreciate your time, brother. Yeah, it was good to visit with you, Josh. It's good to see you, man. I wish you yeah. well. Yeah, thanks, my man. All right, you guys. Well, hey, listen. Uh, I know that you guys are taking away some nuggets from this. And I know that you're probably thinking of somebody that needs to hear this message. So as always, the price of admission for this podcast is just to pass it along. Give it to somebody else that you know that would benefit from this. So love you all. Have a fantastic rest of your week. And we will definitely be talking with you soon. Wait, before you go, we want you to know how thankful we are for you listening to the JK Experience. You're the reason we keep sharing valuable content every week. If you found any value in this podcast, please subscribe to our channel and write us an honest review. We want to know what you think so that we can grow with you. We'll catch you next time.